Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV, yes, still, so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton. This week, Stephen is off sunning himself somewhere, so I'm pleased to say that Benjamin Jackson is back once again to share his thoughts on some new TV. Also this week, we are joined by our omnipresent, like like the Holy Ghost or something, omnipresent digital team colleague Craig Sinclair who looks after the video side of things normally he is here to take on Back to the Future and I'm going to go and put my teeth in and we can start again (laughs) no okay (laughs) so remember if you want to see our faces you can head over to brand new Freeview Channel 276 Shots which is brought to you by a network of journalists across the country who are transforming stories at the heart of your community into great TV you'll find true crime stories football news and analysis plus coverage of lifestyle TV film and much more sister podcast The Reset Room is on there now two folks back for a third series and you'll get to see my face in that one again and if you haven't tuned in before each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as we look more closely at a new program or something making the headlines in the deep dive this week Benji is talking to us about Castlevania Nocturne it is Nocturne not Nocturna Nocturne Nocturne okay uh, uh, I've been calling it Nocturne, so if you're wrong, I'm okay. wrong. Well, let's be wrong together. Finally, we go yeah, back okay. to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. This week, Craig tells us about sci-fi wheelhouse murder mystery crossover, to use your words, Craig, uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. It's quite a mouthful. It is a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> and, uh, like I wasn't going to come on this show and do a sci-fi thing because everybody who knows me will be like, oh, Craig's talking about sci-fi it's like and it was literally just as i was going through the spiel of what i was going to talk about it's like going there were so many things i could have talked about (laughs) that's good to know exactly exactly next time uh but first up we like to talk about what we've been watching recently so benji you can go first today tell us what you've been watching is it wrong of me to uh, publicly admit on shots in the podcast that I've been re-watching an absolute deluge of professional wrestling again? And the reason being oh, is that excellent. there's just so much choice available now. I mean, I wrote a piece for Wait, National is- World about how... What's up? I was going to say, what, what genre are we talking about here? Like, I would be fairly well read with the sort of late 80s early 90s WWF that turned into WWE that sort of era of wrestling otherwise I'm not really that up to speed so what what era are you talking about are you are you you're not a closet wrestling fan by chance are you Kelly Oh, I was I was definitely a wrestling fan back then. I don't think yeah. I had a choice though. I had five brothers, so and we had Sky TV in the house, yeah. you know, back in the late uh, 80s early 90s. So that was literally what was on. <laughs> That'll do it. But no, I'm looking at uh, it's it's modern era wrestling because I do think that we're at that point in terms of like entertainment uh, that it is going to be big. It's going to go back to those golden eras of, like you mentioned, the 90s as well with yeah. when you had entities like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock that would yes. have that crossover appeal. So yeah, I've been watching more of the WWE because their storytelling has been fantastic. Uh, and mm. I wrote a piece that explained why I think it's fantastic. I mean, a lot of people will give me flack for watching professional wrestling, but I don't have to justify watching Game of Thrones and stuff like that or the Marvel exactly. Cinematic Universe. So yeah, it's yeah. WWE's probably been it's the big one. It's all a story. It's following. all entertainment, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's entertainment. It's just entertainment. That's it. 
and just the nuanced storylines now, it's no longer just a case of, ah, I'm a big bad guy. I'm going to beat you up for your title. It's now more, Mm -hmm. ah, I've got a grip on the championship belt, but I need to manipulate and gaslight everyone around me to fall in line so I can retain (laughs) the title belt. So it's it's really fun, really interesting. You get the silly aspects with it. You get the kind of nuanced storytelling with it. One of the storylines involving a guy called Roman Reigns has been going on for like three years now. So you kind of get an indication how long-term that storytelling is. And nearly every day of the week, there is some form of wrestling content to watch that it becomes all-consuming. So I had last (laughs) week off and just catching up with everything, getting up to speed with everything and... It's not the coolest thing some people might think to watch, but it's my cool thing, and I've been absolutely enjoying it all over again. And how would you compare the like the what's the worst universe, <laughs> like wrestling <laughs> or Star Wars, when you have to watch everything for anything to make oh, sense? I don't know, man. The, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Loki coming up next week and everything. <laughs> it's kind of getting hard to lasso Probably around all of that. N- we do not not Loki. Loki is like saved that's on the high shelf you cannot touch oh, i'm not that i'm not blade. knocking it but it's kind you know the multiple storylines that sprawling. go on with the mcu you get the same thing with wrestling yeah so one of the reasons i'm probably not going to watch secret invasion or anything like that although like i was filming nerdy guy over here uh i did get sucked in by one of the cinematographers who did the last of us and then worked on secret invasion like i Oh, it does look pretty, though. Could I just watch this on mute and then maybe just sort of appreciate it for that? Um, Benji, where do you watch? Where do you watch the wrestling? What what channels? What streaming now, do you watch it on? Or is it, it on YouTuber? So I watch it on what was formerly BT Sport, which I now believe is called TNT Sport. They have the license to okay. both WWE's flagship shows, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, but for those that do not have access to Sky, um, there is another promotion called All Elite Wrestling, which uh, is quite an upstart popular promotion. Uh, not quite mm. on the level as WWE, but for those that maybe want to check something out a little bit different than WWE, uh, ITV4 have the rights to uh, All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite program, which is their flagship Sounds show. Sounds like there's lots of stuff, so yeah. It's incredible the amount of wealth, the whole rise of streaming services and independent companies managing to stream has just given birth to a wide range of content. So you don't need Sky to watch wrestling, but if you want to watch the yeah. big, the big show being WWE, then yeah, you would yeah. need a subscription to TNT Sport. Okay, okay, cool. Thank you for that, Craig. What have you been watching? Well, you were on holidays. You've probably not been watching an awful lot, have you? You'd say that, but <laughs> I downloaded a whole bunch of stuff and quite naturally I just, my eyes were bigger than my stomach and I didn't sort of end up watching it. Before uh-huh. I, we left, me and my girlfriend, we were watching Yellow Jackets. Oh yeah, I love the first series. I haven't got onto the second series yet because I don't have Paramount Plus. So we're close to finishing the second season and mm. um, we started watching it uh, because Gitta had sort of read about it and then Alex was obviously talking about it on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the premise is, uh, premise, I have to admit the premise of it, I was like, going, it's probably not going to be my thing. It smacks. I was like that too. I was like that too. And, and loads of people had said to me, oh, you should watch it. It's good. And I was like, oh God, teenage so high school thing. And yeah. I'll, uh, I'll 
be the first to admit I am pleasantly happy with it and yeah. it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, mm. although there are elements of it. I thought it was going to smack of like Lost and it was just going to be another one of these never-ending mm. stories mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense or they just backtrack and U-turn on so many storylines. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's like a polar bear. something yeah. even worse, like Pretty Little Liars, where you've just got these two-dimensional characters yeah. who are backstabbing each other in one episode and then they're best friends the next so they can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, none yeah. of that at all. It's actually really well done. It is, I'm going to say it's made up of flashbacks, but it's it's yeah. really well done. Yeah. And we're really I, I think that, that kind of helps it, though, that there is a present day and there's, you know, because the present yeah. day cast are so strong. and It breaks you know, it up and it's mm -hmm. not like they're... And you can clearly tell when it's back in the forest yeah. in the 90s and back in the modern day. And mm -hmm. like it doesn't give it's really well done in the sense that it doesn't give too much away of what <laughs> what happened in the future. Yeah. But just when you're saying you haven't watched the second season and I'm saying they're not giving too much away. There was some really weird thing in the second season, which like where just a ca characters appeared out of nowhere and okay. now I'm kind of wanting to go back to the first season. Me like, are the same actors like still in okay. the season? And now they've just sort of acknowledged that they were there. It's like, a <laughs> oh, okay, like, weird, yeah. It's so weird, weird like because obviously they're you're just going to stagnate with the same characters and you inject something. <laughs> well, maybe it was one of those things where they had filmed stuff with that character and then it got dropped, but then they were like, okay, let's reintroduce maybe. this person or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, no, I I think I heard that the second series wasn't as good as the first series, but it's definitely worth continuing. It, do you, do you know if there's going to be another? Trying to drag out, but I'm persisting with it. Like uh, third season, I'm hoping will be next next year. I looked at okay. The, IMDb cool. and it said it'll be out next year on Amazon Prime. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I have a few things to mention. Um, I stumbled across a lovely film at the weekend and this is a total, I hate the expression chick flick, but it's like a nice romantic kind of rom-com. Donald Gleeson and Rachel McAdams and it's based on a novel actually I'm sure it's called About Time and it's about Oh, this. that's a great film. That is oh, really so, funny. I was so, I was just like, you know, sometimes you stumble across and it doesn't happen that often. And there was just a very funny gag in the first like three minutes, like laugh out loud stuff, you know. And I was like, oh, this is quite nice. And then ended up like recording it and watching it all over the space of a couple of days because Channel 5, in <laughs> it stopped for the news in the afternoon. Uh. The film was split up by the news, which was weird. But anyway, it, that's what I did on my birthday. That was the most self... Um, <laughs> satisfying thing I did the day of my birthday was watch a really like pointless view you know what I mean like in, in the afternoon that was like the height of excitement on my birthday which is really sad but anyway um so really Same enjoyed that <laughs> so channel five I don't know if you can catch up on stuff on channel five but if you can it's on there about time it's called really nice but a uh, guy who can finds out that he's the males in his family can travel back in time so um we see Basically, often these travel back in time things kind of end badly or something goes really wrong, but it's actually just quite a nice film, and you it, know. And it's not like a Doctor Who style no. time travel back to the future where it's all convoluted and you've got to make it think. It's, there's, it's literally like, no, it's, it's very so funny the way he time travels as well. He can only do it when he's in a cupboard, right? He yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just goes, <laughs> and he walks yeah. out the cupboard and he's back in time. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, look, it's nice. It's an easy watch. The other thing I watched this week, which is absolutely brilliant is a new German series on Netflix called Dear Child. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it. No. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. My brother put me onto it, actually. It is essentially what I could compare it to. It's probably like 
how tr- how good thrillers used to be. Like there's just a really strong storyline, and at the end of every episode, you want to watch the next episode. Like you like it's like oh my god, what is going on here? You're trying to get your head around the story. There isn't like big cliffhangers at the end of an episode, but you're just like highly intrigued the whole time. So it starts with, oh, if I can remember now, six episodes. It starts with a woman being knocked down and she's in her a nighty. Um, and there's a little girl there as well. And it's like, what is going on here? And then it sort of, we, we be, it's, it jumps like that. It jumps over forward and back in time as well. And it turns out she's been helped captive and there's another child and it it, go, it goes from there basically right but it is really one of the best things I've watched in a long time um, you can watch it obviously dubbed or you can watch it with subtitles we kind of just accidentally started watching it dubbed which I hate normally I hate the disconnect between the, the person and the voice you know but and usually it's just bad but the last episode we watched subtitles and I think I did enjoy it more because it, they feel like more like real people when it's their voice you're hearing, the actors. Mm. Yeah, what else can I say about it? It's just really, really good. It's six parts, hour long and it's just intriguing, satisfying ending and at, at quite a few points in it you kind of go, oh yeah, like this thing you saw before makes sense now and you're like, right. oh, remember that thing? And and it's, so it's very well written and it's very well put together. So um, I think that, it's got the, the legs to sort of carry on that cleverness, the the written in the, in, if it went to a second season? No, definitely not. It's one and done. It's, it's just, it's <laughs> oh, a story. Right, that's oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, it's a, it's a story. It's a single story. Now they could pick up with the cop. Maybe there's a female cop character who's quite, mm. Um, likeable, like a serious character, but she is quite likeable, you know. So they could do something with her, but I just have a feeling it's it was more like a film, if you know what I mean, than a um, than a TV series in many ways. So that's that. And then the two thing, other things I want to mention really quickly are Strictly was back this weekend for Strictly fans, and and what are the the guests like? I think the guests are like what make honest, it. So it's what draws me in. Like Bill Bailey was what drew yeah. me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the before. so the Irish rugby match was on at the same time, so I didn't really watch an awful lot of Strictly. I was just kind of <laughs> bouncing over a mat back. Priority. But um, Angela Rippon was doing some amazing moves for her age. She did this sort of um, standing splits, which was unbelievable. Um, and yeah, there's a few. I don't know who's the Nigel thingy who was in EastEnders years ago. I can't remember his surname. Harmon, Nigel Harmon, is that? Oh, dirty. Nigel he wasn't Harman. dirty den, he was den, he was young den, young den, Dennis, no, yeah. Dirty den was yeah. his dad, wasn't he? Right. I, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's another guy from EastEnders in it as well. It's Bobby it? Brazier, who's Jade Goody's son and Jeff Brazier's son. He's from EastEnders. He's in it as well. And he's sort of like the young, gorgeous thing. He's they kind of have similar lineup every year, don't they? Of sort of like a mix of young and older and a few more actors. And yeah, I don't know who the comic act is. As of yet, as I say, I didn't see it all, but um, week one is always a bit like, oh, God, they're not doing, they're not great, are they? <laughs> always, no, generally there's, speaking. There's so. nothing, I don't think there's anything on the line normally in the first week, so you've yeah, got the opportunity yeah. to, like, catch up. But have you got any early yeah. predictions, Kelly, for um, Strictly winner? Or is it way too early yet? I think that Bobby Brazier is going to do well, because he's just... Yeah. 
gorgeous and he's got he just won the rising star and the soap awards uh, or the tv awards yeah. and he he's just everywhere so i would definitely think he's going to go far nigel as well he did really well he did like a pasa doble and he was smashing it and he's so sexy as well and they're the people that do well you know what i mean so yeah. um but speaking of and it's the it's the autumn slash winter comfort watch isn't it strictly for a lot of people i've mm. never watched a whole series of it it's the lead up to Christmas for me. It, it is. Yeah. And the other thing that is the absolute TV hug in autumn, Bake Off. Great British Bake Off started yeah. last night. And I have to say, I quite like the lineup of contestants this year. Uh, Alison Hammond has joined the lineup of. She's hosts. really funny. When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, going, oh, I'd watch it for her. She is funny. She's chaotic, but she's funny. And she brings a different element to it. It's been quite sort of, you know, Matt Lucas and Noel are very kind of like clever comedians saying clever things and slightly obscure things and that. Whereas I think Alison's going to bring it to a different level, you know, and a little bit more casual and a little bit more giddy and sort of, yeah, whatever kind of thing. Go with the flow. So um, there was a couple of laugh out loud moments last night where Prue was asking somebody about the beaver cake they'd made, etc. But, you know, they love an old double entendre. So there you go. My God, the whole podcast is nearly over. We better bash on. But it's just there's tons of TV, isn't there? It's uh, autumn. It's we're, le- we're launching into TV season. Yeah, we are spoiled for choice, aren't we? Yeah. OK, thank God for it. Right. Benji, you are going to talk to us. You have taken on the pressurised role of chief reviewer and critic this week. You're going to talk to us about brand new dark fantasy anime coming to Netflix, Castlevania Nocturne. I mean, thankfully, it is a property that I'm familiar with being a a, Mm. a massive gaming nerd, to be honest with you. So uh, (laughs) Castlevania Nocturne picks up where uh, the original Castlevania animated series that started on Netflix in 2017 left off uh, on this occasion mm. we're looking at another member of uh, the uh, belmont vampire slaying clan in this case oh. it's a chap by the name of richter rather than trevor from okay. the last one and uh, on this occasion uh, the scene is the french revolution where richter has to go and meet up with you know the usual case of odd kind of group members that really shouldn't get together but for the greater good they do all come together to battle off the vampires monsters Mm, uh, you know mm. the whole armada you would get uh and i i'm biased because i used to play the games that they were based on which was 1996's Mm. castlevania rondo of blood 1997 castlevania symphony of the night uh and the animation is just I absolutely think Netflix have absolutely nailed the aesthetic when it comes to their animated series. Uh, The voice Mm. cast is perhaps not as prominent as the the original Castlevania. Like, we were spoiled for Mm. choice with, like, Bill Nighy providing some of the voices in the last Castlevania. He was in that film. He was in that bow time film yeah, he that was, I watched. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sad, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, sorry. He, Go on. He gets about that guy, doesn't he? But we he does. do have um, Nastasia Kinski, daughter of uh, the mm-hmm. infamous Klaus Kinski, doing a voice. Uh, we also mm-hmm. have, uh, as the main voice of Richter Belmont, Edward Blumel, who many might remember from BBC's Killing Eve. Uh, Pixie oh, Davies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, where, where is it produced? Is it produced in the UK, Benji, or where's no, it being no, made? It's it's for a United States based title. There is a big British contingent involved. It okay, was created okay. by, it was uh, written and created by Clive Bradley, 
who himself mm-hmm. is a British playwright who was involved in... Pause for thought for a minute. Yeah, he was <laughs> worked for uh, Last Rites on Channel 4. He directed okay. a, show, uh, a horror movie back in 2007 called, I think it was pronounced Was, starring Selma Blair. Um, okay. So yeah, for a US-based production, there is a heavy mm. British contingent involved. Now... For my anime nerds out there that might want to draw a comparison, there was back in the day when anime had that first surge we talked about when I was last on with Akira, there was a title Mm. called Vampire Hunter D. So if you're familiar with Vampire Hunter D or you're familiar Mm. with the Castlevania game series, it is for you. But to be honest with you, Kelly, and to be honest with you, Craig, even if you have a cursory interest in the whole vampire slaying genre, and you're, <laughs> you really like luscious animated series. It, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes out on the 28th, 8 a.m. to be precise. That's how oh, wow. adamant I am about it. And it, <laughs> it, it's just absolutely brilliant. You talk about like the awesome feeling. If you want something a little bit chilling and unnerving, but a lot of fun. Yeah. And you're a fan of so animated us, series. Great. Is it... Uh, how long is the series and how long are the episodes then? Right, so the episodes are averaging about an hour to 40 minutes. I don't know why okay. these days in television... Yeah, I don't know why in television these days they end up going, here's an episode that's half an hour, but here's an episode that's 45 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it is only, I bel- if I remember correctly, it is eight episodes long. And okay. Okay. If you want to watch it all in one shot, it's not episodic. They will be dropping everything on Netflix, but I'm kind of okay. preferring the episodic thing now. I like the episodic mm. way that television shows are done. So I mm-hmm. naturally I had to watch the whole thing before this, but if I was going to rewatch <laughs> it, I'd pace myself out week by week. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun. And even if you're not an anime fan, it's definitely worth checking out because the animation, once again, is stunning. I feel like we should bring out, you know, you get these slow cookbooks, but we can like slow TV and help oh, you watch yeah, an episode a week of things. You know, yeah, simmer with <laughs> a little bit of this. There was just so much on TV that I ended up making like a, a schedule and a spreadsheet. And <laughs> Monday was like, I'm going to watch Last Dance. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to watch. But then when I started watching Last Dance. I was like, um, this is too good. This is a brilliant documentary about Michael just Jordan. Gonna have to I need to carry on watching it. So I yeah, just yeah. wrapping it completely. Whereas okay. there are some things like that are good uh, on a week. You got to go with the flow, don't you? You got to no, go. Whatever's yeah. really not worth waiting the week for. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Again, like most of the Star Wars stuff, not worth waiting the week for. Whereas yeah. the Last of Us, I couldn't get enough of. Oh, but that turns into your absolutely. kind of filler thing, doesn't it? Then, like you're like Star Wars might sit there, and you might watch one a month when you don't have anything else to watch or whatever, yeah. which is fine too. But I guess it's disappointing in an overall sense. But that was great. Thank you, Benji. You did a smashing job there in the deep dive. Craig, over to you now to talk about Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. We're going back to the future. It is something that is not disappointing. Like, like it is such a, a good so, fun romp. Um, two series, two series, wasn't it? Recent two enough. On Netflix, yep. um, and it's like it was one of their sort of Netflix originals back in 2016, and it was okay. very high production value. Big sort of cast as well. It stars Samuel Barnett. You might remember from History Boys. When I looked up his IMDb's got a lot of sort of voice acting behind him and i think that comes okay. across in his performance as dark gently he's just mm-hmm. very animated and basically the whole premise of the story is 
Elijah Wood. Um, yeah. It's just sort of your everyday guy. He's kind of sidekick um, guy, isn't he? he's just an everyday sort of guy uh, doing his job and then he just sort of notices really weird things happening one day he's sort of down on his luck he's overdrawing the rent and stuff and he sort of just notices weird little things happening to him that sort of eventually escalate to the end of the day it's like oh, what the hell's just happened here mm. and he collides with Dirk Gently who <laughs> explains himself as a holistic detective well, what's a holistic detective it's like okay oh, well, the universe just sort of navigates me to where I need to be, mm. and wherever the universe sends me, I will find a clue that will eventually lead me to the next clue where the universe will send me. So he just kind of wanders through life, hoping that everything is a clue, and everything, and wherever, and the, the weird thing is, Dirk Gently is more of the psychic here, and mm-hmm. they often say he is a psychic. Um, it's just like, no matter where he ends up, he just happens to find a clue that leads yeah. to something else. And by the end of it, it's peaceful. So I picked this because I thought, oh, Kelly likes a good sort of murder mystery. And yep. the first season's a big murder mystery. Um, and sci-fi is more my wheelhouse. So, and I didn't want to do anything sci-fi, but it's uh, something that I, I remember watching recently. It feels like a quantum leap meets mur- only murders in the building meets... Um, Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who. <literally> <laughs> And then that other thing that was on recently, um, I can't remember the name of, oh God, with that girl that was in Orange is the New Black and she, remember we talked oh, about it quite a lot, it was, yeah. she was like that on the run and she'd get a clue and she'd end up solving a thing and then oh, moving on and um, I was comparing it to Murder, She Wrote. Poker Face? Oh, gam- Poker Face, Gambler, yeah, I was going to Poker nah, Face. Yeah. Natasha Leon, that's it, exactly. Thank you, you are like the fountain. That's okay. It is very much like Quantum Leap in the sense that everything's just kind of like an accident as well. But Elijah yeah. Wood is great in it and brings like a lot of comic relief. Anybody who doesn't know about the origins of Dirt General is actually a Douglas Adams book. Um, yeah. So if you like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Doctor Who and the sort of the weirdness of sci-fi, then this is hilarious um, mm-hmm. because it might just seem like crazy space stuff, but it's actually like just really, really funny and doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And you're just like, just one scene where there's a cast of sort of similar psychics who provide different rules. So Dirk's a psychic detective, mm-hmm. but then you bump into my favorite character, Bart, who's played by Fiona Duriff. And I've not seen her in anything else, but she is absolutely brilliant. And she's a psychic assassin. Oh, God. And she okay. just collides with another, like, random character who you think is completely innocent. But in, by the end of the episode, you realize he's sort of more involved in the, the story than he begins with. And you realize that was his purpose and that was her purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very satisfying by the end of the season when they all come together. But with um, Bart's character, she's a psychic assassin. And her only objective is, I've got to kill Dirk gently. No matter oh, wow. where the universe takes me, uh, I've just got to... Oh, so uh, she's I've his nemesis then, is that right? Yeah. Something. And okay. it's just funny that it's like um, little situations she finds herself in where they'll get attacked by a biker uh, gang or whatever and get held up. And she'll just sort of stand in front of them and go, and she's got like this really sort of gruff Brooklyn accent, which yeah. I'm not going to attempt to do. It's like <laughs> very reminiscent of Danny DeVito or something like that. <laughs> and you're just like, and he can't shoot her. Like he, he like unloads the gun, nothing happens. And she takes the gun off him and then 
the gun goes off so, so she can't die because the universe needs her to be somewhere else okay, okay. no matter what she does she, she's not like a, a trained assassin she's not like military trained around she'll just like throw the gun in the air or swing it while shooting and the bullet will just hit somebody it's just hilarious so it's a very good fun watch each episode's yeah. about an hour long uh, i think each season's about eight episodes or something like that and okay. it just gets crazier and crazier from one episode to the next it usually has a couple of guest stars julian mcmahon who played dr von doom and cole in charmed which is another great throwback oh yeah oh god <laughs> he's in it and is really great in it martin england i think his name is he's appeared in a few things i really like him but i, I don't just don't see enough of him he's mm-hmm. in it and yeah, Elijah Wood and Simon Barr are just great as this sort of like unlikely detective duo, um, which is so counter to the BBC's version of Dirk Gently, which was very played down, very Midsummer Murders, but everything's an accident kind of thing. And that had okay. Stephen uh, Madigan, which was also really funny. Mm. Um, so I might watch season two, which is all about a kid's dream world coming to life. Oh, okay. Um, but it was a bit more into Dirk's backstory. Yeah. Um, so worth getting through the first one, get intrigued by the characters, and then find out a bit more about them in the second one. And that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And it, I think it was a BBC production with them, though, but it's not on iPlayer, I presume. It's just on Netflix. No, it's just Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's just on Netflix. I didn't realise it was a BBC production. No, um, I know BBC had their own separate one, mm, but yeah. it's like two different animals. Like yeah. this. B- I think it's like, in fact, it's BBC America, which we don't hear an awful lot about. Ah, BBC right, America. okay. Okay, brilliant. Wow. Okay, lots lots of stuff there. Lots of references. I think that might be hitting our More reference. More importantly, from my point of view, how are we doing for time? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're doing a long edit. You're doing a long edit today, Craig. Sorry. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you both of you for joining me this week. And also thanks to the listeners. Do look out for Friday. Oh, no, we don't have a screen babble. We're going to have to cut that out. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get in our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on other platforms as National World. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back next week with more Screen Babble. And in fact, it's a special. We've got five things to watch this winter with me and Stephen. Cheers, everybody. Bye. (laughs) 